The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. We're going to uh, be learning Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, Helchos Shabbos, the first piece, Perak Yud, Alocha Yud Zayin. This is really the only piece in this Sefer that focuses on what we call Helchos Shabbos. Uh, there's four other pieces in Hilchos Shabbos of the Rambam, but those focus on Hilchos Erevin. Now, uh, this is a very central piece. Reb Chaim's exploring a concept called Davar She'eno Miskaven, uh, which is one of the core ideas in Hilchos Shabbos. It uh, generally means that you did not intend to do the malacha that you're doing, but uh, as we'll see, Reb Chaim's going to redefine this. So we're going to trace his steps as he builds up to there. Now, the Rambam begins, Hamapis shrin b'shabbos k'dei laharchiv pi hamaka k'dero shaharofim osin, sheim miskavnim b'refuah laharchiv pi hamaka. If someone opens up a wound on Shabbos, and their intention is to open the wound, which is the way doctors used to do it in the olden days, perhaps they still do, uh, that person would be chayiv, because they intended to do a malacha, and they did it, and therefore they're chayiv. Now, but if you open it up in order to get out the liquid that's in there, so then that would be mutar. Because when you did the malacha of opening up the wound, that was a malacha shenotzricha you were not trying to actually open up the wound, you were just trying to get out the liquid, or the pus. Now, of course, you cannot get out the liquid without opening up the wound, but the, since that wasn't your intention, so therefore you would be putter on that. That is uh, in Halacha Yud Zayin. Now, uh, similarly, a few Halachas later in Halacha Chafhei, the Rambam says the same Halacha, Ramashim HaMazikin, Kigon Nechoshim HaAkrav Mechayotzebahem, if you have the bugs that are harming people, Mutar Lotzudosam B'Shabbos, you're allowed to hunt them on Shabbos, V'hushis Kavin Lihinotzel Menishichosan, in order to remove their attack. Ketzad Huosa Kofa Kli Alehen O Makif Alehen O Koshran Kadesh Lo Yaziku. So you can put a vessel on them or you tie them up in order that they shouldn't be able to hurt anyone. So again, we see in the Rambam that if your intention is to protect yourself, you're allowed to violate the malacha of trapping, even though that's usar on Shabbos. But here you don't intend to trap. You're not looking to trap these bugs. You don't want them. You just want them to stop biting you. So both places, the Rambam says that if you're doing a malacha indirectly because you're trying to accomplish something else, you're allowed to do that. So the Magid Mishnah asks from the Gemara in Shabbos, that says that this halacha, that you're allowed to open up a wound in order to get out the liquid, uh, who is that? Mantana, Amr, Rav Yudah, Amr, Rav, Rav Shimonhi, the Amr, Mlach, that is Reb Shimon who holds your putter, you're allowed to do. This is a machlokis all over the Gemara between Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda. So that halacha follows Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda would disagree. And the Gemara there says that some people said this about a case of Hatzad Nachash B'Shabbos. Uh, you're trying to trap a snake on Shabbos. If you're doing it in order to prevent him from biting, so then uh, you're allowed to do it.
So again, the Gemara says that that's Rab Shimon, that Malachashin Tzricha Legufa is Pater. Now, the big problem, says the Magid Mishnah, is that the Rambam does not paskin like Reb Shimon. The Rambam in Perak Aleph of Hilchos Shabbos paskin that Malacha Shein Atzricha Legufa is Chayiv. He holds like Rabbi Yehuda. So how could the Rambam paskin in these two cases, like Reb Shimon, that you're allowed to open up a wound in order to let the liquid out, and you're allowed to trap bugs and snakes in order to prevent them from biting, when that is only Reb Shimon, Reb Yehuda holds that Malacha Sheinat Tzricha Legufa is still Chayiv, and therefore, according to Reb Yehuda, it should be Asur, and the Rambam paskins like Reb Yehuda. That's the question. And the Reb Chaim adds that the same question was asked by Tosos on, in Shabbos Daf Gimel. Shmuel says that you are allowed to hunt a snake or open the wound if your intention is something indirect. And the Tosos asks that Shmuel himself and Daf Membeis holds, like Rabbi Yehuda, that Malacha Shein Tzricha is Chayev. So how are you allowed to open up a wound or hunt a snake if your intention, even if your intention is not for the opening or for the hunting, even though it's a Malacha Shein Tzricha but according to Shmuel, it should be Aser. So the Magid Mishnah and Tosvot are asking the same question. The Magid Mishnah asks it on the Rambam. Tosvot asks it on the Shita of Shmuel in the Gemara and Shabbos. So Rav Chaim answers by pointing out that, in fact, if we think about these cases of opening the wound and trapping the snake or the bugs, so they're actually not a Melacha Sheina Tzricha Legufa, but they're what we call a Davar Sheino Miskavein. Davar Sheino Miskavein is a little different. It means that you weren't even intending to do the action of the malacha at all. A malacha shena tzricha means you were planning on doing the malacha, but you didn't need it. You realized what you were doing, but you weren't. In, you didn't need the results of this malacha. But davar shena miskavein is even a step further. It's even less. You don't even intend to be doing the activity, which is a malacha. So if you are opening a wound, the Mishnah states explicitly that it has to be with the intention only to take out the liquid. So you didn't even intend, you had no thought whatsoever to open up a wound, which is the malacha. You were only intending to do something else. Uh, similarly, when it comes to the case of trapping the bug, so the Rambam says that your intention has to be to remove the threat so that you shouldn't get bit. So again, this is a davar she'eno miskaven. You're not intending at all to do the malacha. Now, even if it's a davar she'eno miskaven, so the rule is that if it's a psikresha, you know without question that it's going to happen. If you do this action, it's certainly going to happen. So then uh, we don't really consider that a davar she'eno miskaven. You can't say, I didn't intend to do action X when you knew without question that by doing whatever you're doing, X is going to happen. So uh, this is also a psikresha. You know that certainly by taking out the liquid of the wound, you're going to open the wound. You know that by removing the threat of the bug or the snake, you're going to trap them. So uh, we should view this as a psikresha. So Reb Chaim says, well, the position of the aruch is that a psikresha that you don't want to happen is also mutter. So the way this setup goes is if it's a davrashenu miskavein, it's allowed. And the Rambam paskins that a davrashenu miskavein is allowed on Shabbos. But if it's a davrashenu miskavein, that's certainly going to happen. It's a psikresha. Then it would be back to being usr. But if it's a psikresha that you're not interested in having, you don't care if 
this psikresha happens, it doesn't benefit you, so then it would be back to being mutter because you don't, you're not interested in the fact that this is going to happen at all, so it is a davarsheno miskabing. So it says Reb Chaim, that's really the basis for the leniency in all these cases where you're trapping the bugs or you're opening the wound. It's a psikresha that's lo nichale, you don't want the wound opened, you don't want these bugs or this snake trapped, and therefore it's back to being a davarsheno miskaven, which is putter. And again, all this is based on the position of the Aruch. So Reb Chaim asks, being that the real leniency over here is because this is a davar sheinu miskavein, why does the Gemara call it a melacha sheinu tzricha legufa? We still need to explain that even though it's mutar, the Gemara called it something else. It did not call these cases a davar sheinu miskavein. So Reb Chaim does this by more fully explaining what exactly a davar sheinu miskavein actually means. Now, before he gets there, he goes to a, a Gemara in Krisos, Davchat. The uh, Gemara there is referring to a case of someone who mixes coals on Shabbos, and uh, there's a machlokus tanoim, whether you're chayiv one chatas, you did one isur, or whether you're chayiv two, because you both put out the ones, the upper layer of coals, and you fired up the lower coals. So uh, because you both put out and you fired at the same time, you're chayiv for both of those, for putting out a fire and for lighting a fire. So the Gemara says that Rav Ashi explained this machlokas, your intention was to put out the coals, you wanted to diminish the fire, and uh, instead they ended up burning. So the machlokas here is the same as the machlokas Rab Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, whether Davar is Kavain is Putter or Chayiv. The position that holds your only Chayiv one carbon holds that a Davar is Kavain is Putter. So since your only intention over here was to put out the coals, you're only chayev for the putting out, but the fact that some of them got lit up, you're not chayev for. And the position that holds your chayev too holds that you're chayev for everything, even a davar is kavin, so you're chayev both on the putting out some coals and firing up other coals. Now, Tosos asks, how could you say that if you hold davar is kavin is chayev on Shabbos, you're chayev a korban? Davar is kavin, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, is only chayev midrabanan. So how could you say that if it's a davar sheinu miskaven, you bring a carbon, that's a doraisa, and uh, this is a case which is only usr midrabana. So Toso says we're talking about a psikresha. You knew without question the uh, coals are going to fire up. So even though you're saying your intention was to put them out, but since they were definitely going to fire up, it's a psikresha. It's not a davar sheinu miskaven, and therefore it's a isr doraisa, and you're high of two carbonos. So if so, why is the, the other position arguing that you're only chayiv one? So Toso says this is actually a case of melacha shenotzricha legufa. Really, when the Gemara said that it's a davar sheno miskavein, it meant that it's a melacha shenotzricha legufa. Both of those are machlokas, Reb Shimon and Reb Yehuda. And according to the Mandamar over there, the Tanakama, that you're only chayiv one carbon, it's because he holds like Rabbi Shimon when it comes to melacha shenotzricha legufa. That's where the disagreement is, not davar sheinu And that's why the other manda Amar holds that you are chayiv on amlacha sheinu tzricha legufa, mida oraisa, and you're chayiv too, both for the putting out and the lighting of the coal. So according to Tosos' approach over here, even though the Gemara said a davar sheinu it actually meant a amlacha sheinu tzricha legufa, 
And the, the Gemara sometimes mixes up these two very similar concepts. So we don't have to be that midaktik in what the Gemara called it. We could say that even though the Gemara called it a davar sheno miskaven, uh, it's all, it's actually a malacha sheno tzuichalagufa. That's the uh, situation in Krisus. And we might say that that's the situation in Shabbos too. So that's approach number one, uh, that according to Tosvos, sometimes it's lav dafka. Now, says Rab Chaim that in the Rambam, we find a different approach to the Gemara in Krisus. Because the Rambam paskins that if you mix up coals on Shabbos, only if you intended to both burn and put out are you chayiv too. But if you only intended to put out, you're only chayiv one. So the Rambam paskins like the Tanakama that you're only chayiv one if you only had intention to uh, put it out, even though it also burned. But we know that the Rambam holds the Malach HaShena is chayiv, as we said before. So according to the Rambam, if the Gemara over there holds that the Machlokas between the Tanakama and Reb Elezer Reb Tzadok, over whether you're chayiv one or two, is the same as Malach HaShena so then the Rambam should hold Lishita so that you're Chayiv too. The fact that the Rambam says that you're only Chayiv one indicates that the Rambam holds the Machlokas in the Gemara is literal. It's about Davar Sheno Miskavein. And the Rambam holds Davar Sheno Miskavein is Mutar. And that's why the Rambam paskin that you're only Chayiv one over there because it was a Davar Sheno Miskavein. So this proves that the Rambam disagrees with Tosos' reading. He does not hold that that Gemara is Lavdafka, that, that, that the Gemara said Davar Sheno Miskavein, but it meant Melach Hashina Tzricha because then the Piskeh Rambam would contradict. Rather, the Rambam read it literally that it is a Davar She'eno Miskabin. So if so, now we're back to Tosos' question, how could you be chayiv too for a davar sheno miskaven when even according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're only chayiv on a davar sheno miskaven midrabanan? So Reb Chaim begins his analysis by distinguishing between the issue of davar sheno miskaven when it comes to Hilchos Shabbos and when it comes to the rest of Kola Torah Kula. And he says like this, that when it comes to Shabbos, davar sheno miskaven is mutar because it's not meleches machsheves. Shabbos has a specific law in the Torah that you have to intend to do it. It has to be Malachas Machsheves, Malacha that you thought about. And if it's a Davar Sheinu Miskaven, then it's certainly Mutar Minat Torah. There is no Chiyuv Da Raisa. And there's only a Machlokas about whether it's Asr Midra Banan. But once it's not Malachas Machsheves, it's totally Mutar on Shabbos, Mida Raisa. But that has no bearing on the issue of Davar Sheinu Miskaven in other issues. So this Machlokas, Rab Shimon Rab Yehuda, applies also to non-Hilchos Shabbos, to Kola Torah Kula. And there you don't need Malachas Machshabbos. So there, says Rab Chaim, the Machlokas is actually different. It's in the essence of this action, if it's a Davar Sheinu Miskaven, did the Torah prohibit it? And Rav Shimon holds that the Torah did not prohibit things that you don't are not aware of what you're doing. And Rabbi Yehuda held that the Torah did prohibit things that you're not aware of what you're doing. So, uh, for example, the, the case in outside of Shabbos would be from Masechah Shabbos, Daf Kuflam and Gimel, as someone is doing a bris milah, and uh, there's tsaraas on the makom hamila. So they're cutting off tsaraas, which is an Easter. You can't get rid of tsaraas. But in this situation, it's a machlokas because the davar sheinu miskaven. They're not intending to get rid of tzaras. They're just trying to do a mila. So there's a machlokas of Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. But again, that has to do with whether the Torah prohibited a davar sheinu miskaven. It's a machlokas in the essence of that action. Uh, when it comes to Shabbos, nobody holds the Torah prohibited it. It's only a machlokas whether the rabbanan prohibited it, even though it's not malachas mach Shabbos.
Now, Reb Chaim uh, takes this distinction one step further. And he says that when we're dealing with Kola Torah Kula outside of Shabbos, when we talk about a Dover Shenom Iskaven, it depends on whether you want the outcome. Meaning that the definition of Kavana is that you desire the outcome. And he says that's explicit in the Gemara in Psachim, Daf Chav Hei. The Gemara is a machlokas Abaya and Rava in a situation where someone gets Hana'a against their will. Bal Korcho, they don't want it, but they get Hana'a from an Iser, whether that's allowed or not. And uh, the Gemara qualifies that according to Reb Shimon, if you cannot avoid getting this Hana'a uh, by doing this situation, and uh, you intend to have Hana'a, so then it's Aser according to Reb Shimon. So Reb Chaim points out that uh, according to Reb Shimon, the Gemara is explicit. If you intend to have Hana'a, then it's Aser. But if you don't intend to have Hana'a, that's considered a Dabr Shein and it's Mutar. So the Gemara's uh, definition of what your Kavana is, is explicitly for the Hana'a or not of this situation. Now, he says that uh, there's a machlokus there. Tosvo says that it's talking about where, where it's not a Psikresha, so it's not definite that you're going to have Hana'a. Uh, it's, you know, likely or possible, but it's not absolutely that you're going to have Hana from this situation. So uh, that would make it a Davashenu Miskaven that's not a Psikresha. But the Ran and the Rambam both disagree, and they say that we are talking about a case of Psikresha. So this is a situation of a Davashenu Miskaven, which is a Psikresha, and still, according to Rab Shimon, it would be allowed in non-Shabbos halachas. So you see that in non-Shabbos halachas, even a Psikresha can be mutter. We'll see uh, exactly how that can be. But the relevant factor is whether you're intending to have Hana or not. That's uh, the determining factor of Davar She'enom is Now, says Rab Chaim, when it comes to Hilchus Shabbos, though, where we're dealing with Malechus Machsheves, so there the whole definition of Davar She'enom is changes. It's not whether or not you intend to have the Hana of this Malacha, but rather the definition of a Davar She'enom is is that you didn't intend to do a Malacha. And this Rab Chaim calls Machshava, which is different. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. And then Kavana. Kavana is what you desire. Machshava is that you're aware that you are doing a malacha. The question is, did you intend to do a malacha? And uh, Rab Chaim proves this. Uh, the Gemara in Kriso says that if you do a misasik on Shabbos, you do you violate Shabbos without any awareness of what you're doing, so you're putter because it's not malachas machshavas. So you see that if you have no awareness of the malacha, that's the p'tur. Uh, and the Gemara in Baba Kama also talks about if you stand up and a rock falls off your lap, so you're putter, you didn't do any carrying, because again, there was no malachas machshavas. In both of these situations, you had no awareness that you were about to do a malacha. So Rabbi 
Chaim defines when we talk about a Dover Sheno Miskavein on Shabbos, the issue is not whether you're benefiting from the result of this action, but the issue is whether you intended to do a Malachas Shabbos at all. And if you had no intention to do Malacha, so then that's a Dover Sheno Miskavein, even if you desired it. In other words, this is a big kula. Even though you intended to do this action and the benefit from it and the result of it, you wanted all of that to happen, but you didn't intend to do Malechus Shabbos. You were doing it as another action, but you weren't intending for it to be a violation of Shabbos. That would be a Davar Sheinu Miskabing. Now, using this idea, Reb Chaim comes back to the Aruch that we mentioned before. The Aruch holds that a Psikresha something that's definitely going to happen, but lo you're not that interested in it happening, so that's mutar on Shabbos. Says Rab Chaim, the whole din of lo only makes sense in the category of other halachas outside of Helchus Shabbos. Because there we said that Davashenu Miskaven depends on whether you want it to happen or not. So there it would make sense to factor in whether the psikresha is nichale or not. If you want the psikresha to happen, then it's a davar that you are miskaven. And if you don't want the psikresha to happen, then it's back to Davashenu Miskaven. But that only makes sense outside of Helchus Shabbos and Kola Torah Kula. There, it's a factor what you want, what result you would like to see happen. But in Hilchus Shabbos, as we just explained, it's irrelevant what you want to have happen. The only question is, did you intend to do Malechus Shabbos? So says Rab Chaim there, even the Aruch would agree that Nihale is not a relevant factor. The Aruch only meant his halacha outside of Hilchus Shabbos and Kola Torah Kula and other cases of Davar Sheinu Miskavein. But in Hilchus Shabbos, the Aruch agrees that if it's a Psikresha, even if it's Lo Nihale, it's still considered a Psikresha and it's still considered a davar shemiskavein because on Shabbos, lo nichale is an irrelevant factor. So anytime you have a psikresha on Shabbos, even lo nichale, uh, so long as you understand that this is definitely going to do a malacha, that would be considered malachas machsheves and that would be aser. So to put Reb Chaim's idea back into the Machlokas, Reb Yudah and Reb Shimon, according to Reb Chaim, the only relevant distinction on Shabbos is whether it's a psikresha or not. If you have a Davrashen Miskaven and it's a psikresha, so that removes it from the Davrashen Miskaven category and it makes it back into Malachas Machshavis. It's as if you intended because you knew it was going to happen. Uh, Lo Nichale will not help you. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a Davrashen Miskaven in general is so then on Shabbos you would be Chayiv, and it's a Chayiv do Raisa, it's considered Malachas Machsheves. Uh, whereas according to Rav Shimon, who holds that Davashenu Miskaven is Mutar in Kola Torah Kula, so then here, even though it's a Psikresha, so it is Malachas Machsheves, but you're still Potter on Shabbos, not because of Hilchos Shabbos, but you're Potter because since it's a psikresha de lo nichale, so in kola Torah kula, lo nichale makes a difference. It uh, diminishes it, so it's not considered a psikresha. It's considered a davar she'eno miskaven because you don't want it. So therefore, in kola Torah kula, you would be putter. So it's a bit of a complicated setup, but basically, if you have an action you're doing which you want the result to happen, but you don't want this to be a malacha on Shabbos, so then according to the way the Aruch sets up this sugya, the way Rabbi Chaim explains it, 
according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're chayiv mida oraisa because the lonichale doesn't help you with, with regard to malechas Shabbos. Since it's a psigresha, it's automatically chayiv on Shabbos. And uh, the davar sheno miskaven in kol kula also doesn't help you. So uh, you're chayiv on all counts. Whereas uh, according to Rab Shimon, so even on Hilchos Shabbos won't help you because it is a Malechus Machsheves, even though it's Lonichale, it doesn't matter, it's a Psikresha, it's Malechus Machsheves. But you are putter because since you don't want the results of this action to happen, so therefore in Kola Torah Kula you are putter, and that would include also Hilchos Shabbos, that's part of the Torah. So if the Torah said that you're not Chayiv for situations where you didn't want this to happen, the result to happen, so then that would include Hilchos Shabbos too. Now, it says Rab Chaim, with this setup, we can resolve all the questions that we raised. The Igmar in Krisus about somebody who's mixing coals, and the Igmar said over there that that depends on Dover Sheno Miskavein, and it's a machlokas whether you're Chayiv two carbonos uh, or one. So Tosos asked, well, Dover Sheno Miskavein is only Drabanan. So, says Rab Chaim, the situation over there is that you are not intending to do malacha, but it's a psikresha. So, once it's a psikresha, it doesn't matter whether nichale or not. Even though it's lo nichale, you're chayiv because of maleches machsheves. So, in dine hilchos shabbos, that mixing the coals is chayiv too. It's irrelevant whether you wanted them to burn or not, or just to go out. Either way, it's, it's psikresha, even though it's eno nichale, you're still chayiv for two. But since you didn't want the result to happen at all, so there's a separate machlokas in Kola Torah Kula between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, whether a davar sheinu miskavin is chayiv or not, and that machlokas applies over there. So there, Rabbi Yehuda holds that you're chayiv two, and Rabbi Shimon holds you're chayiv one. But in that situation, by davar sheinu miskavin, the Rambam paskins like Rabbi Shimon, and therefore he holds that you're only chayiv one. So we don't have to say that it's a melacha sheinatzricha we could still say that you're chayiv mida oraisa over there because it's not a machlokas of davrashenu miskavein, the special kind that has to do with hilchos Shabbos. It's a machlokas of davrashenu miskavein of kola Torah kula, which is a dinda oraisa and does depend on what result you want to happen or not. But the, that Gemara is not a debate over the issue of Davar Shein and Hilchos Shabbos, which has to do with whether you intend to do the Malacha. So that explains the Gemara in Krisus according to the Rambam. And it says Rab Chaim that this also answers our original case of opening the wound to get the liquid out and the trapping the snake or the bugs. So uh, here also, you don't want either the result of this, you don't want the snake trapped, uh, you don't want an opening, and you don't want to do Malachas Shabbos. So you have both situations that you don't want to do. Now, to answer Tosus's question on Shmuel, Shmuel holds that a Malachas Shenatzricha Legufa is Asr on Shabbos, but a Davar Miskavein is Mutar in Kola Torah Kula. So according to Shmuel, that explains why these cases are Mutar, uh, because these are not Malachas Shenatzricha Legufa. These are a Davar Miskavein of Kola Torah Kula, even though uh, on Shabbos it's a Psik so it's not going to help you, even though you don't want this Malacha to be done, but since it's a Psikresha, it's Malachas Machsheves, so it's Aser. But since you don't want the result of it, so in 
Kola Torah Kula, it's a Davashainu Miskavein, and therefore it's Mutter, and that's why Shmuel holds it's Mutter. Now, why did the Gemara call it a Malacha Shena Tzricha Lagufa? Right, we said that uh, according to the Rambam, the Gemara is very exacting in its language, not like Tosvos, that it might be Lavdafka. So why is the Gemara calling it a Malacha Shena Tzricha Lagufa? If it's a davershen miskabein, so says Rav Chaim, because that Gemara is going according to Rav, and Rav holds that a davershen miskabein is us. So according to Rav, it's irrelevant that it's lonichale. You don't want the result that's still usher and kolat kula, and the only reason it could be mutar is because of melacha shena tzricha legufa. So uh, the, what the Gemara calls it depends on Shmuel and Rav. According to Shmuel, we would call it a davershen miskabein, uh, whereas according to Rav, we have to call it a melacha. Because Davashen in this situation doesn't make a difference uh, because even that is Aser. And uh, finally, this would answer the Piskeha Rambam also because the Rambam agrees with this setup of the Aruch. And uh, so the Rambam holds that Lonichale is not going to make a difference by Hilchos Shabbos, but Davashen Miskaven of Kola Torah Kula would make it Mutter. So in these cases where you're trapping a bug or a snake or you're opening a wound, but your intention is not at all to benefit from what's going on, therefore it would be a davershen miskaven in kolatorakula, and that would be mutar. Even though it's a psikresha, delonichale, so it would be included in meleches machsheves, and the Rambam holds that a melechah shen a would not be mutar, but it's a mutar in this case because of the din in kolatorakula, that a davershen miskaven is mutar. So uh, that's Reb Chaim's analysis. Uh, it's a little convoluted. Uh, so I'm going to just run through the sort of three major steps over here that get him to his conclusion uh, just outside of the piece for clarity's sake. Uh, first of all, Reb Chaim distinguishes between Davar Sheinu Miskavein in Kola Torah Kula and in Hilchos Shabbos. In Hilchos Shabbos, Davar Sheinu Miskavein means that you don't intend to do a Malacha and therefore it's not included in Malachas Machsheves and therefore it's Mutar on Shabbos. Uh, whereas in Kola Torah Kula, outside of Hilchos Shabbos, so Davar Sheinu Miskavein means something fundamentally different different because there is no special halacha of malachas machshavas. You don't have to have intention to do the action that's prohibited. You have to have intention to have hana and to benefit from this prohibited activity. So there, Davashenu Miskaven means that you don't want the hana of that action. Now, based on this analysis, so Reb Chaim limits a ruling of the Aruch. The Aruch held that a psikresha, which it generally makes something usser, but if it's lonichale, you don't want that psikresha to happen, so then uh, the situation would revert to being mutter. Reb Chaim claims that that's only a factor in kola Torah kula, because that's where it depends whether you want this prohibited activity, the result to happen or not. But it's irrelevant to Hilfa Shabbos, where the only question is, did you know you were doing a malacha or not? So even the Aruch would agree that a psikresha de lonichale is usher in Hilchos Shabbos. And uh, finally, the third step is that Rab Chaim puts this all back into the Gemara with the Machlokas Rab Shimon and Rab Yehuda, and he explains that the Machlokas Rab Shimon and Rab Yehuda with regard to Hilchos Shabbos, whether Davar Sheinomiskaven is allowed or not, is only in a case where it's not a psikresha. As soon as it becomes a psikresha, everyone agrees that it's usher and it's considered Malachas Mach Shabbos. But the Machlokas Rab Shimon and Rab Yehuda in 
Kola Torah Kula outside of Hilchos Shabbos, that applies even in a situation of a Psikresha if it's Lo Nichalei, that's uh, according to the Aruch, and uh, therefore says Rab Chaim that when it comes to Hilchos Shabbos, that could also be a Heter, because if you're not intending to do Malacha, but uh, there is a psikresha, but it's lonichale for the hanaa, so then that would also be mutter with regard to Hilcha Shabbos, same as uh, Kola Torah Kula. And uh, as a result of this whole setup, so Reb Chaim defines the difference between Malach Hashem Atzricha and Nedav Hashem differently. The general way of understanding that distinction is that Malach Hashem you don't need this result to happen. So uh, the action that's going to occur and the result is unneeded for you. And Nedav Hashem uh, is that you didn't intend to go ahead and do that action. Uh, Reb Chaim defines this a little differently. He defines Nedav Hashem as you did intend to do it, but uh, you didn't intend for it to be a malacha. So that's a, a much finer distinction that a malacha shein atzricha legufa is that you did not need this result to happen, and davar shein is that you needed the result, but you did not need it as a malachas Shabbos. So uh, this is Rav Chaim's analysis, a very original reading of davar shein now, Reb Chaim's students raised some problems here. Uh, Reb Ruvain Bengis uh, was a Talmud from Valozhin in uh, Degel Ruvain, and uh, Reb Shlomo Haiman in his Chidushim and Ksubasim and Gimel. They uh, both raised the issue that Reb Chaim's reading of the Aruch seems to go explicitly against the Rishonim, uh, the Rashba, the Ramban, the Rush, the Ran, they all read the Aruch precisely the opposite. They say that the Aruch's rule, that a Psikresha de Lonichale is allowed, is only in Hilchos Shabbos. In Hilchos Shabbos, you need to want the result of this, and if you don't want it, so then it's not Malachis Mach Shabbos. But in Kola Torah Kula, it doesn't matter. So long as you know you're doing a Malacha, that would be considered Aser. So it doesn't matter if Lonichale it's still Aser. So uh, these Rishonim read the whole situation precisely the opposite, and they say that in Hilchus Shabbos, it's what you want that matters. And if you don't want it, then it's not Malachas Machsheves. And uh, in Kola Torah Kula, that's where Nichale or Lo Nichale is not relevant. So uh, that's problem number one with Reb Chaim, that uh, his analysis here goes precisely against those of these major Rishonim. Now, uh, Rab Chatzkel Abramsky and Chazon Yechezkel and uh, the stipler in Kihilos Yaakov and Shabbos, Simon Beis and Ksubis, Simon Hay. I'm using the Or Olam edition of Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, which has all this important information in the back. So uh, Rab Chatzkel Abramsky and the stipler both question Rab Chaim's definition of a Dabr Sheinu Miskavein and uh, they point out that in general we define this not to that you didn't intend to do a malacha, but you did want the result of what was going to happen. Uh, generally, we define this that you did not realize or intend to be doing what you're going to be doing. That's generally the heter of a davrashen miskavin. Whereas according to Rab Chaim, there's a major kula here that even though you intended for the result of this action, so long as you didn't want the action to be a malacha, so then it would be a davrashen miskavin. So they both the question that point in this piece. And uh, lastly, uh, Rab Chaim's Talmud Muvak, Rab Baruch Ber, in Berker Shmuel, in Ksubis Simon Yud Gimel, he uh, discusses this uh, piece, this Chiddush, and he makes some very, very fine chilukim there uh, between a case where you put out a candle because you wanted to preserve the wick, you didn't care about putting out the candle, um, or where you dig, dug a hole 
but uh, you just wanted the dirt. You didn't want the hole. So Rabar Ver Kedarko, as is his way, uh, makes some very uh, fine distinctions, which we're not going to get into, about how exactly to define what a Davashenom is Kavain is, which kind of malacha you need to want and uh, not want to have happen. Either way, the uh, key conceptual distinction in this piece of Rab Chaim is uh, his distinction between Kavana and Machshava. Kavana is the deciding factor when it comes to Kola Torah Kula uh, outside of Hilchah Shabbos, and uh, it could also affect Hilchah Shabbos sometimes. And the Kavana means that you have to intend to have Hana'a and you desire the outcome of this activity. Uh, whereas when it comes to Hilchah Shabbos, the determining factor is Machshava, and uh, that means not that you desire the outcome, but that you are aware that you are doing an action which is a Malacha of Shabbos. And uh, this is a big chiddish in Hilchah Shabbos to read the notion of Dabr Shein that you do want what is going to happen, but you're not aware of it being a Malacha. Uh, that allows for a lot of kulas, and uh, this distinction affects the explanation of the aruch, and it also affects some halachic cases, of which we discussed a few, including mixing coals and trapping a snake or a bug that's going to bite, and opening a wound to let the liquid out.